This podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. The Create Well podcast is a labor of love. If you'd like to support us, it would mean so much to us if you would rate and review our podcast wherever you listen. And if you'd like to support us even further, please go to patreon.com slash create well to join our Patreon community and access exclusive content. We also have a donate button on our website, createwellpodcast.com. Welcome to the Create Well podcast, where we explore the intersections of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. I'm Erica Elon, a painter, photographer, puppy mom, and you can find my work on IG at at Erica Elon. And I'm Ray Saragosa, singer, songwriter, composer, dog mom, long beacher, roller skater. And you can find my work at at Ray Saragosa on IG. And today we are going to be talking about creator's block. They said if I want to make it, gotta starve and stress and sell. But if I'm gonna be an artist, well, I want to create well. Yeah, you gotta create well. Here we are. Episode 22? Yes, talking about a topic that I'm surprised we haven't like gotten to before. I know, I know. When you texted me last night, like we should talk about this. I was like, yeah, like I feel like it's something that we deal with like on a daily, weekly. It's like it's an always present part of making. It's absolutely an always thing, Mm -hmm. and I feel it actually a lot right now. So I think it's a really good time to talk about it. But before we get to that. Erica, how was your week? <laughs> how was my week? Um, let me think. I've been assisting on a mural. So it's actually Yay. been really fun because being outside and painting is yeah. literally my dream. So <laughs> oh my I think gosh. I think like if I could do that every day without the pressure of like exactly what it is or yeah. the final product, like without the pressure. So maybe mural assisting is really great for me. Wow. <laughs> Um, but it's been really, uh, fun to be outside. I've been able to bring puppy bear with me because she's like so good and chill and like lays there and watches the painting process unfold like a true artist. I got to visit you real quick and I got to meet puppy bear for the first time. And oh my my gosh, gosh. she's so sweet and such a handful, but so sweet. She is. I know you (laughs) took her on a walk and then came back like stunned. I was like, I "I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is different than Bronx. Bronx. (laughs) Bronx is like just so chill and like really old. He really is. But I had to like make sure like like Bear was trying to like jump on cars and scratch yeah. the paint. And I was like, don't mm. do that. <laughs> and so it's She's definitely like, you know, I've never had a puppy before and oh was gosh. like, wow, this is a whole other thing than taking yeah. care of a 10 year old senior dog. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe that. Um, yesterday she made everyone's day because when I went to go find food, I was like walking her and she picked up this palm branch. That's like four times the size of her. Oh I was so happy and was sprinting down Abbot Kinney with it. And like, oh she was just bringing gosh. joy to everyone, but she cracks me up. It's a little wow. bit hard right now because she loves people so much, but she's yeah. in her pee when she sees anybody phase. Oh. So 
I always have to like scream and warn at people as they run towards her excitedly. Her. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. So is pee. the mural finished? The mural's finished. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty dope. It's it's beautiful. Uh, it's um, Thunder Voice Eagle, if you don't know his work. Um, he did a mural over at Faraday. I think we talked about it last week a little bit. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it, yeah. I think um, he's going to put up some words on it still, but the whole imagery cool. is finished, and it's it's really gorgeous. Right off I'm of going to go. Maybe I'll stop by Venice. tomorrow. That's yes. so cool. Yeah, he should be putting yeah. the words on today, so, today. so tomorrow okay, it'll be cool. like... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. 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 Yay. <laughs> that is so exciting. I, yeah. I'm i like, they call me the mural mom, you know. I, I didn't true. mural mom too much on this mural, but the last mural, you know, it was just me in like my comfy chair and my guitar it's just like true. sitting there with, a, with actually with like a big like basket of cookies. And I'm just like, mural mom, whatever yeah. you need. Multiple times we said we missed you yesterday because we're like, Aww. we want coffee. We want food. Aww. Where's our mural mom? <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. But Ray, how was your week? My week was OK. I'm like still in this a bit of like this emotional vortex I've been in yeah. for a couple of weeks, which is like happens to me. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe people listening. Um, there's like something called like. HSPs like highly sensitive people and like I know I'm one of them because uh, I'm like the like clues into being a highly sensitive person is someone who's like um you know do you not like bright lights or loud noises mm. especially when you were a kid and like I can get really 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 like um highly sensitive and then when I get triggered into it sometimes it'll take me like a little while to get out of it mm. you know because I'm always highly sensitive but when I get like super super hyper right. sensitive and I get really like sad I it takes me a little while to get out of it so I've been in like a little bit of like my like meh, past couple weeks but yeah. it's all a part of the journey it's all a part it's of the process <laughs> it's all beautiful uh, and it's all fertile ground to create Ooh, um, and so yeah. are you creating out of that place right now? I'd like to say no, not really, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, I haven't really been creating out of this place um, because I don't know why. I mean, this is a perfect thing to talk about today with the creator's block right. because, right. Um, yeah, and, you know, my boyfriend keeps telling me, he's like, why don't you write a song or why don't mm. you do this? And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really busy and I'm like writing a bunch of things that I have. I'm like, you know, hired to write and yeah. have a lot of stuff to do. And I just keep making excuses as to why I'm not like just creating, yeah. you know, without reason. Um, you know, I journal every day, but that doesn't count. <laughs> you know, there's like I need to be doing more. I mean, it does count, but it doesn't. Count. It does count. <laughs> It kind of counts, but I'm still I, like creating and I, right. and I write poems all day. Like mm -hmm. for me, like not creating is there's still lots of like creating, like, right? but it's just not, it's like a different um, frequency. <laughs> I don't know what it yeah, is. It's yeah, like, yeah. and it, the fulfillment piece I think feels different. Like it, things yeah. can feel less like you're doing what your heart desires to do. But, um, even if you're still making to some degree, yeah, um, so I'm still making to some degree. I wrote a really cool poem yesterday. Ooh, I, sh I can read it to you all. Mm. Too. <gasps> Please read it. Yeah. Um, poetry is like really a very cathartic way for me to process how I feel mm. um, whenever I'm feeling 
really highly sensitive or if I'm feeling my imposter syndrome spark up or if I'm feeling self-doubt or anything. I just, poetry really, really helps me. Everything, Mm. everything there is to feel. (laughs) Poetry is like the best. Okay, so this, I, I publish a new poem on my Patreon every single Tuesday. Um, this one was late. I posted it on Wednesday, but, um, if you want to like hear more poems, um, subscribe to our Patreon, um, the create well podcast Patreon. Cause I also post a lot of poems there too. And my own Patreon. But anyway, um, this is called who I am and here it goes. Lately, I have been thinking that who I am isn't something anyone else can decide for me. And all I crave is love and integrity. Lately, I've been thinking that identity is something that will always weigh heavily on me. And this search for belonging is perhaps not a problem, but a way of living. And I am imperfect and perfect every single day that I am breathing. Lately, I've been feeling that I can feel whole and empty simultaneously. And then I've been searching for something that is already within me. Poem. Mm, Whole and empty simultaneously. Yeah, it's really wild, you know, because like I'm really into Buddhism and like with mm. Buddhism, emptiness is the goal, you know? Mm. And it's funny because we we're always talking about feeling whole and feeling full and all of that. So that was that line. But anyway, that's where I'm at. I'm so melancholy, but sometimes it's like nice to be in a melancholy place. It's just yeah. a, a place to create. But um, anyway, how about you? Are you creating other than the Am mural? I, I mean, you've you been busy creating the mural. So there's just like <laughs> how, how yeah, much time you left in the day. Right. And so I think in in kind of a similar way, the roots of it are different, but I love that I get to work multiple creative jobs, but there still is the, like, even when I'm creating in that way, it still doesn't fill that same, uh, there's a word I'm looking for, but this like cadency of making that I think for both of us and for yeah. so many artists, when you're in it, you know, and you feel it and you experience it. Um, yeah. It's like this flow state of curiosity. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like that place that can't really be from like an assignment. I mean, it, you can get there with an assignment, but there has to be like this whimsical, curious time where like, you're just creating for the sake of creating Right. And it's like a dear childlike self and there's no deadline. There's no, right. you know, right. And I, yeah. And I at the same time, space. I think we, so it's so interesting because it's like, I think we over glorify that space too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And we like forget that like the work is in the work <laughs> when it yeah. often does feel, you know, and it, it's a balance. It's like both of them are really beautiful and they bring different things. Right. Um, one comes from more maybe discipline or, or deadline or pattern. And the other comes mm-hmm. from this kind of flow. And like you said, curiosity, it's a um, practice. I feel like you have yeah. to like find that flow curiosity in your day, every day and in your, and and try to incorporate it in your assignments and, and understand that it's not always going to happen. Right. You know? Right. Um, I think that you can make like, like cooking or creating a new meal or or making a new recipe. Like you you can get into that like creative flow state, right? but not always every time you make a meal, you know? And then also like I've written songs like that really felt like work. Yeah. And I've written songs that really felt like 
just that curiosity whimsical. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the product is similar and yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, so it, it just, it, there's a balance. There's a, there's so many different places you can create from. Yeah. And I think that as like career or artists, like, uh, you know, creatives, we're going to be creating from both of those places. And so that's why let's, I think this, this is actually a perfect segue into <laughs> yeah. the creator's block Yeah, because, um, I love Seth Godin. He has this mm. podcast episode on writer's block. Basically it's, it's, uh, I think it's akimbo his, his podcast, but it talks about how there's no such thing as writer's block. Okay. Mm. And you know, writer's block, creator's block. I know like it wouldn't be like considered writer's block for a painter, but right. Right. For, for, for my own sake, I'm going to say writer's block. Um, and what I love about what he says is that okay, here's one thing I'm, I'm in like this little document that I opened that he said, forget inspiration and do the work. Um, if we choose to be professional, we choose to show up consistently and dance with the fear. We oh. develop habits that allow us to unlock what, um, Stephen Pressfield calls the, the resistance in his book, The War of mm. Art, compelling the muse to work with us rather than against us. Mm. Um, this is what Seth Godin says on facing the resistance. The resistance never goes away. The more important the work is, the louder it gets. The harder you try to make it go away, the harder and more clever it gets in response. The oh. work is doing it when you don't feel like it. Doing it, uh, the work is doing it when you don't feel like it. Doing it when it's not easy. That's so real, and I think in yeah, yeah, in the um, in the podcast episode, he talks about how the problem your problem isn't that you're not creating enough work or you're not creating enough good work. Mm. The problem is that you're not creating enough bad work or quote unquote bad work. And I think that like creators block writers block, we have this like pressure on ourselves that every time we get to the guitar, every time we get to the canvas or the computer or whatever, we have to create something that's really good. Mm -hmm. And so we we like wait for this inspiration to strike that we're going to create something amazing when that is just so, like you said, romanticized and ridiculous, yeah. when really we just need to be showing up at the paper every day and mm. really not judging and not caring if it's good or not. And just being like, you know what? I'm going to like write bad stuff today. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking of this visual. I, I studied conflict transformation in undergrad. Um, I love it. We talked about that like episode <laughs> yes, two and I, I love it. Um, but there's this visual in conflict transformation that I, I'm blanking on Robert. Somebody developed it, whatever. Um, I'll look it up. <laughs> but it's brilliant and it applies here so well. It, it's the movement towards some sort of conflict transformation instead of looking like a straight line, like it's never linear. Mm-hmm. And it's not a circle, like you aren't going around in the same place. You're actually spiraling forwards. So like there's going to be Ooh. forward movement and then there's going to be backwards movement and then you're going to move forward again and then backwards. And it feels like the same thing of like there's naturally always every single time going to be the the places that feel dark or dead or like nothing's coming out of them. But those are oh actually propelling you forward into the forward movement that's blowing my mind right now it's such a good blowing my mind for everything yeah (laughs) I did actually I was a guest on a podcast yesterday called the 
I think it's imperfectly phenomenal woman podcast. Mm. And, um, uh, Lauren was talking to me about, and we, I got to pick a topic and mine was being a control freak. Mm. And, um, I think a lot of times when you're like controlling tendency of person, you want to feel like you're always moving forwards and that any backward movement is like failure, Mm -hmm. but that spiral (laughs) visual is totally (laughs) blowing my mind right now. I love that. So especially for those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Can you give me an example in your life or in your work, maybe where you felt creator's block and a way Mm. you've worked through it? Um, or just any, Mm -hmm. anything like, like anything like that that you've experienced or what's your relationship with creator's block in general? I have kind of an extreme example. (laughs) We love extreme examples here. That um, maybe, you know, I don't want to deter people from higher education or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, I, so I started my MFA pretty soon after undergrad. I got into a program at University of Washington in Seattle. Moved out there for it. And I was in the program for two trimesters. And I could not make anything. Mm. (laughs) And I was in like the worst creative block. I had come out of college and I was super excited and I was Mm. like jumping into painting what I wanted to paint without assignments and learning my own practice. I would go to work at a warehouse in the day and then come home and paint and paint and paint. I was Mm -hmm. also getting online and like it was the Instagram was so great back then. Mm -hmm. So just like starting to show like had all of this momentum and then felt like, well, what what you're supposed to do is go get your MFA. And and I got in and went out there and entered into this very small program with, you know, five professors, five students. And it was the most toxic environment mm, mm. I've ever been in. And it was like the antithesis of what I was trying to do with my work, which was like a communal yeah. um, exploration and asking questions about community. And they were all, I mean, there was one weekend where all the professors and the four other students went on a trip to Oregon and just didn't tell me to go see an oh. art show. It was like the most what? petty, like, really bizarre and I was just I couldn't sleep at night so anyways this was like a really dramatic heavy period for my work and I was hating what I was making Mm. and I I was just paralyzed because all I could see was my work through other people's eyes Mm. um and so with that I think the lesson I learned from it and from you know having the guts to leave the program um was was to you know not to to remove yourself from the situations that are just poisoning your work mm. um and and that that has to be a priority so mm. if you can't get somebody's voice out of your head or if you um the structure of your life the, you can't find even you know 15 minutes a day to be creating those are the kind of things that like it's so important and necessary to restructure mm. um and take leaps of faith into a different direction because mm. it was it was just um i couldn't make anything yeah <laughs> so i left and and 4 months later had my first solo show wow. so um 
again, that's kind of like an extreme version and it deals with a lot of other people's opinions on your work. Yeah. Um, that just shows, you know, when you're in a toxic environment, it's really hard yeah. to be free and really create from a place of safety because, you yes. know, you want to feel safe when you're creating. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. And I, and I had come because I think it's not about being afraid of critique either. I had come from a really vibrant, right. um, group in Chicago that was, we were gathering and critiquing each other's work on a weekly basis. Um, but it was, um, there's really healthy forms of critique that actually mm-hmm. push your work forward. Yeah. Um, but if you're in a space of negativity that is meant to like dampen your, your creative genius, then, mm. then you have to figure out, um, some form of removal from that. But what about you, Ray? What what has I know yeah. you feel kind of like you're in a creative block right now, but um mm. what do creative blocks look like for you and how how do you yeah. climb out of them? Well, it's interesting cuz like sometimes I have this like war of like the right and left brain. Sometimes, mm. you know, cuz yeah. I can get like super super like logical brain and yes. it'll almost like be this distraction from my creativity. Yeah. And that's always when I start spiraling into my anxiety. And so I always know like when I'm starting to get really like meticulous and like obsessive about like things and like logical and like have to answer every yeah. email, have to da, 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 da. like I know I'm like yeah. spiraling and that's like bad. And so like my creativity is always like my my way of grounding. Um mm. so an example I'll give is twenty eighteen was like mm. a huge year for my career because I got to go on like the biggest tour ever I've ever been on with dispatch. Yeah. Um, opening for them. And, um, I, I really feel like that year I didn't write a song hardly. Dang. Maybe like a couple, maybe like two or three or like four songs at total. Um, and I mean, I did write like towards the end of the year when I started writing woman in color, but that was like a very, 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 very end of the year. Um, but like basically I was offered that tour in January and then I went on the the tour in June and it was like this really whirlwind experience because at the time I was offered the tour, I didn't have a team other than like my Mm. friend Caitlin who was like kind of unofficially managing me. And we had to like figure out how to do all of this logistical stuff in the the matter of like five months by ourselves. Hmm. And you know, just like, you know, anyone who's listening, who's like a touring artist knows if you're an opener, when you get offered a tour, it's not like here's the tour and here is your roadmap of how to do this. You just get where and when you have to be somewhere and everything else is on you. You have to figure out all the logistics of how you're going to get there, how you're going to pay for it, how you're, where you're going to stay. Like it's every single thing is on you, which is just how the the reality of being a touring artist. It's not something that's laid out for you. Um, and so that whole five months into that tour was some of the most like fulfilling time ever of my career. But I also was so psyched up about not messing up. I didn't really give myself any space to, to write. Um, which is really fascinating because I think we don't really talk about that. How like sometimes yeah. when you are attaining a lot of success, mm. sometimes you feel the least creative, mm-hmm. which I've absolutely felt. And sometimes yeah. there's this fear of, oh my gosh, I'm doing something really cool. The songs I write for the next wave of my career better be better 
because I need mm. to like hold on to this yeah, success. That pressure of masterpieces. <laughs> yes. The, the masterpiece like pressure is Syndrome. insane. And I, yeah, I felt that that whole year and it took me a really long time to even start writing my album because, yeah. and I, and I really think like my manager was like, did you start writing the album yet? Did you start writing the album yet? Did you start writing the album yet? Cause I was like mm. terrified of writing a bad album because I had just been on this whirlwind experience of playing for like five to 8,000 people a night. And I was like, Oh my gosh, how could I possibly sit in my bedroom and write songs that are going to take me to the next level? What is the next level? And so I think that a thing to like a very important part of creator's block is acknowledging that we can't put our, this pressure on ourselves to create masterpieces mm-hmm. and to, yep. to grow and to be better than we were before. Cause that's all, um, you know, you can't really access that magical place from that place of self criticism and, um, doubt and pressure, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah. like we said, it's great to get critiques, but you have to like get the critiques after you like are in that place. And then you put yeah. the critiques away and, and then, you, then right. you take it. And it's kind of like when, with a uh, singing my whole life and all my vocal training I've had, they always say like when you're in your vocal class, you think about your vocal placement and you think about everything all that, and then you go on stage and you forget all of it. You forget mm. it all. You don't focus on I love that. Yeah. any of the critiques. You just focus on right. the intention of your song and what you're singing in your message. Cause you've you trained know? and trained and trained. You've trained and trained. And you've trained. done that so, work. Yeah. yeah. So when you're sitting in, with, in your room with your guitar or with your paintbrush, don't be thinking about mm-hmm. all the criticisms. You just got to channel that genie and channel your Dang. genius, you know? And so, um, that was a, definitely a time of creator's block for me. And mm-hmm. I think I'm experiencing a similar one right now yeah. because woman in color has come out yep. in October and I kind of was feeling really creatively burnt out after mm-hmm. it came out because I was really creative all summer you know, I was yeah. doing so many different creative <laughs> projects, like Every writing week like you're like crazy. filming a music video on your own. Yeah. And <laughs> I was just doing so it's much. Amazing. And then now and then, you know, getting the job with Spirit Rangers and writing so many new songs. And and now I feel like, OK, it's like almost February. I need to just like get my mm. act together creatively and start having more of a, a daily practice of really channeling mm. that, you know, higher power of of curiosity and creativity. And so, um, it's really wonderful too, to have a partner who's trying to, who's holding me accountable to that Yeah, because like in the past I've had partners who felt like my creativity took me away from them. Um, Mm. and they, you know, past partners would be like, well, why do you have to like sit alone and write a song for five hours? Like, what am I supposed to do for that whole time? (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, what? And, Um, and so like, you know, my boyfriend is a, is a director and an actor. And so he understands like what Mm -hmm. it's like, um, to need creative space. And so he's, um, he like just left and he was like, okay, tonight we're going to like do artists way together. And we're going to like talk about like this, like the stuff we're going to work on this week, like separately. And so that's been like really amazing. And I feel like this creative space, like it's like expanding because of my partner mm-hmm. and he's like trying to like constantly be like, Hey, I have you written anything that's not yeah. something you've been assigned. And so, um, anyway, so I feel that like the new wave, the, the creative block is like ending, but it's definitely been there for, for a little bit. 
Yeah. Yeah. So maybe let's talk through some of the most like tangible things that have helped pull us out of those spaces or maybe Mm -hmm. better language propel us forward from those spaces. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So my first one is that I take a lot of notes when I'm in a good place, like Uh mostly on my phone, sometimes in sketchbooks and then also voice memos. Like I'll be driving Mm. and I'm in a good headspace and I've been painting all week. I'll record it. And then sometimes I forget about it, but the key is to go back when you're in a really low place and listen to all those ideas and then be like, I'm just going to try that out. You don't even have to love it in that low place, (laughs) but you can dive into it. So that would be mine. What do you have? Well, I'm going to like build on that one for mine. I revisit old poems whenever I don't know what to write about. And I'll just like look through old poems and be like, oh, that was a cool one. I'm going to steal that inspiration. We talk about documenting so much, like having yeah. a bank of of photos for Instagram or having a bank of yeah. words for and bank I think, of inspiration. Yeah. And that's like the whole sketchbook idea of like really like um you everybody has incredible ideas and incredible yeah. um creative branches and directions. And the more you can document it, the more you're gonna be able to pull from that well that you're creating. Absolutely. I love that. Bank of inspiration. Yes, always. What's another one for you? Another one would probably be to try making in a different vein. So Mm. if you're a musician, write a poem or maybe Mm. pick up a camera Mm. or, (laughs) you know, I think we limit ourselves so much to saying I'm a painter Mm. or um, I just do sketches or whatever it is. Totally. Um, when really we have so much of a larger capacity to, to move beyond that. And sometimes for me, the best thing, if I can't paint that day is to go out and photograph or go out and swim or move or, yes, you know, I know I miss, uh, I know it's so cold right now. Like it's the water's freezing. I went in like the one day that it was really hot out. Yeah. Total mistake. It was insanely cold. I can't wait for summer. We're also babies because we're in California. (laughs) We're such babies. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, just make fun of us. Um, Okay, so I have another one that I have to credit Elizabeth Gilbert and Big Magic with, which is an amazing creativity book. Mm. Um, I love this one. And basically it's like take yourself out on like a date. Um, And if you can't feel creativity like clean your apartment mm-hmm. set up a oh nice gosh. table light a candle yeah put on a nice dress put on some makeup if that serves you do your hair look really cute sit at that table with that candle take a nice freaking cool ass pen and a nice <laughs> paper and create like set the scene for yourself yeah. like seduce yourself like yeah literally she talks about that she's like Think about your art as being like this affair Mm. that you get to like steal time away from to like seduce. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, it's like take yourself out to like this like sexy dinner, like you and your fucking paper and your pen. You know, I love it. it. So yeah, that's a good one. Oh my gosh, I need to read that. I love that. Oh my God, even read me Oh, so oh, good. My gosh, so good. I have not read it. I need to, re- oh, I haven't been reading. That's what I need to do in my next I need to be reading. There's, there's like so many things I need to be doing. 
Which, but that brings me to another one I wrote down when I was thinking about this, which is researching. Like sometimes I think we think the ideas need to come from just what's already in our brain and like the things we already know. But oftentimes I think we forget that we, again, have these like incredible wells of information all around us Mm. that can trigger inspiration. And that's like research your family, research your city, research, you know, like we have all these different directions we can look into that, that pull out the creativity and the responses to the world in us. So that would be totally. Um, yeah, my boyfriend's a big, big, big Tarantino fan, and we were watching a Tarantino documentary, and Tarantino says that the best artists, or, like, real artists steal, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you gotta, like, and and why, what I mean by steal is, like, look at other people's art, yeah. look at stories of your family, look at anything you can take from, because mm. everything is inspired by something. Yeah. So, yep. like, go on a little, um, you know... Go on a little scavenger hunt for things you can steal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I love all those. I feel like yeah. that's kind of like, um, you know, an overview or yeah. it's good to wrestle through what, what these spaces yeah. look like. Cause I think yeah. it's so normal to find ourselves in them just like that spiral. And it's John Lederach. That's the, that's the Ooh. name of the guy that developed the spiral image. Again, it's for conflict transformation, but I find it applies to like everything. I love that. That's been like my my greatest takeaway of the day. That's been so good. Well, yeah. Whenever you're in those like downturn spaces, just know that it's like only to push you forward. Right. Um, And to be able to remind yourself of that, I think, is the best gift. So, yes. Yes. Yay. Well, everyone, write to us. Let us know how your creator's block is going or not going. We'd love to hear from you. And now for the Create Well Challenge of the Week. This week's Create Well Challenge is to start your well of inspiration. Um, So make some voice memos on a day, on an hour that you have some creative inspiration. Um, Write down some things you want to research, some books you want to be reading, or some words that really resonate with you so that when you're having a hard day and don't feel like making anything, you can go back and look at them. And this week's featured song is This Gun by David Redd.
so damn judgmental But you see, if I can't make it here Can I make it on my own? There's one more shot in this gun